This is the first Sunday of Lent, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's gospel speaks to us about the temptations of Jesus when he came in the flesh. Temptation is part of the human condition. We all deal with temptation. One of the greatest temptations that we face is the temptation to deny our nature who and what we are. For instance, we have to recognize who we are as individuals, that we are human beings limited, and that we have a proclivity to be tempted to evil. And we have to live within our own limitations. Sometimes growing old is difficult. People resent it, and they try to deny it. Some people will, regardless of their health or age, try to do things that they shouldn't be doing at that time and age in life 
because they are dangerous. How many times we hear of these healthy-looking elderly people who drop dead because they are doing things they shouldn't. We won't accept the fact that nature tells us as we grow old, we grow limited. To grow old gracefully means to accept the limits of age and health. And we can still be very productive, but in different ways. Arrogance says, I can do everything I always did. And then we jeopardize our health. And when we hurt ourselves, we can cause those who love us grief. We can cause ourselves to become a burden to them. So we have to recognize our nature and live within our limits at the different stages of life. My brothers and sisters, the same goes for our proclivity to evil. We were taught as children, and it's a wise saying, avoid the near occasion of sin. There's another famous saying that people use. Unfortunately, they usually use it the wrong way, as an excuse. I am only human. Yes, we are. You're human and I'm human. And being human means we are people who are tempted. We are people who have limitations and weaknesses. And therefore, we should live with that thought that I'm only human all the time. And not put ourselves in situations that can jeopardize our spiritual health. Avoid the near occasion of sin. Look at that world out there and what it tells us to be in the midst of. You would think by the message of the media, Hollywood, the secularist society we live in, that we're not human, that we have the strength to withstand every weakness and temptation there is. I feel very sorry for our young people growing up in the world they're growing up in because they have all kinds of obstacles thrown in front of them at very young ages. And we expect them to make the right decisions. When all we have to do is look at the adults in society and see they can't even make the right decisions because we put ourselves in situations at particular times in our lives that we don't belong in. I say to the young couples preparing for marriage, you can't be married and single. But that's not what that world tells us. Go out to the clubs, go out to the mating places, go out to those people to those places where people are basically on the prowl and really have no regard for marriage. 
We put ourselves in those situations. We put ourselves in temptation. And we know only too well how often that ends up the wrong way. A spouse saying to another spouse, I don't want to be married anymore. Because the club scene is more exciting than being here with you. My brothers and sisters, there are places, circumstances, events, people we shouldn't be around if we are honest about our nature. As priests, there are places we don't belong. As married people, as parents, even as young single adults, there are places that put us in danger. And what do we say? I have a right to that. It's my life. I can go wherever I want. I can socialize with whoever I want. And then after we make the great mistake that causes harm to us and to those around us, then we use the phrase, but I'm only human. We have to remember that when we put ourselves in the near occasion of sin. We are only human. In the song that we just sung as an opening hymn, we said, we confront temptation face to face, relying on the redeeming grace of God. We need God's divine assistance to help us in the face of temptation. Temptation in itself is not a sin. But it is a danger. And we have to be aware of it. And we can't deny our nature with the arrogance of someone who says, I can do it, when we know we can't or we shouldn't. I was reading a book on Pope Francis, and he's being questioned. It's a question and answer interview with him. And the uh, reporter says to him, well, what's the difference between sin and corruption? Sin is when we do something wrong. It's sin. And we know it's sin. And so we bring it to the Lord, and it's an opportunity for mercy and grace. Corruption is when we believe it's not a sin. It's okay. And it becomes our way of life. And out there in that world, there are many things that people are proposing we should be able to do that cause us corruption because they cause us to deny our very natures as human beings. Parents, do guide your children. I remember years ago, rectory I was stationed in, one of the women who worked there came in one day, seemed a little upset, and we started to talk, and she said, my son is very upset with me. Her son was a senior in high school and was preparing to go to a prom, 
And um, one of the gang that he was going with, the parents offered them their house for the weekend. So she said, well, are the parents going to be there? No. Well, you're not going. We light the fires for our children sometimes by giving in to what society says they're able to handle. Denying our natures being corrupted. We sang in the responsorial psalm, Lord, when I am in trouble, be with me. When do you ask God to be with you? Oh, we ask him when we're sick. We ask him when we want something. We ask him when somebody we love is sick. We ask him when we grieve. We ask him when there's a family problem. We ask him for many times to be with us. But do we ask each day for God to be with us in our temptations? Do we ask God to be with us in our arrogance when we deny our very nature as a human being? My brothers and sisters, grant yourself that gift of God's redeeming grace by admitting your nature honestly, by asking for his mercy and his grace when you fail, and by asking him to be with you in your temptation.